For all the Fandanglers out there who know that the heart and soul of Retro Fandango is all about truth and honesty. It's all about being real and brave. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Oh, wow. Oh, I can remember that. There we go. <laughs> Good old classic uh, opening there. I couldn't find the Dukes of Hazard one. It's somewhere. I, on I don't think I've ever seen this one. I can't remember what I, I had it for. I did it for something. I can't remember what. So I apologize, everyone. Apparently, my uh, mic is uh, echoey. I just got a brand new mic, and I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, and I see you've trashed me in the comments already. I didn't uh, trash. Waiting was on... for Richard was I never got sent a link. That was two until minutes. I had to beg for it. That was two minutes after you got your link that that question came in, mm-hmm. and so you had the link for two minutes. So technically, we were waiting for you. Mm-hmm. At that point, now you got a link at four hundred one, so you can you can. But at four hundred three, people have been waiting for great audio for the audio only <laughs> crowd. Well, one of us uh, moved into a cardboard box. Yeah, see, Rocket Sauce says it sounds like I'm using a webcam mic, but I am. That, yeah, this mic, not this one. Maybe you gotta bring it like right up to your face. I gotta talk into it like this. Hello. Can you hear me now? Do I sound echoey? You know, it doesn't really sound all that much better though. Ah, this mic sucks. That's great. It it could just be your you know, the acoustics in your room. Which um are are we gonna can we jump right into that? Because I've got questions. Oh yeah. I I I got questions. I mean, most people who watch this show or listen to this show follow us on social media. So they already know that uh, the reason why the show, I think we, we haven't done an episode since July. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to come back. Like, we didn't want to break any sort of, um, what's that other show that we pick on all the time? <laughs> Man, it's been a while. It's that show with Joe and Bill. Oh, SDC Pond. We don't want to break any of their records, so we thought we would come back before, you know, they would. Anyways, show's a little choppy for Rocket Sauce, too. I would suggest you reset. Try resetting. The problem is Refreshing. obviously on your end, right? Yes. Because everything's fine here. All good mm-hmm. here. Anyways, um, yeah, so the reason why the show has been off for a while is because I had I moved. I was in uh, Stouffville. Uh, I quit my job and Sarah quit her job and we moved to Sudbury, Ontario. Well, it's actually Chelmsford, which is just, just outside of Sudbury. And uh, we did that to be closer to her family and friends. And uh, it's been working out. It's been working out really well. We, uh, we've been socializing again. Uh, it's been many, many years. I, I, socializing like I out, in in what capacity? Well, like real life socializing. Yeah, like I went out um, the other night uh, for a game night. I guess 
last Saturday. Now I thought it was going to be board games, but it was mostly those. Um, we played. We we did this once at Hodge's place, where you have uh, a game on the PlayStation or the Switch, and other people can join in using their phones. Right. Right. Okay. So it's like um, trivia questions. Or put in silly answers, those kind of games. So there's like Fibbage and, you know, Dash, games with Dash, Jack in the Box game. That is, they're, they're Jack in the Box games. I'm worried about my mic. I'm so obsessed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like crouching <laughs> down like this. Just develop your, your mighty old man hump right maybe, away. Maybe if I put it up on something. Yeah, you got a phone book. Mm-hmm. A phone here. book. What century are you living in? <laughs> they don't throw those on your doorstep anymore? We, I, were, uh, I was staying at my in-laws for, for a little bit, and my mother-in-law has, like, the last five phone books in it that, you know, that was delivered in Sudbury. It's like she kept them. Like, she was worried, like, she'd never get another phone number. Again. Are you serious? Like, they don't make phone books anymore? No, phone books are gone, man. Really? Yeah, like they were like the actual phone book from Bell Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't make them anymore. And there were some like third party companies that were coming in and doing like a half ass phone book. It was mostly full of ads that mm-hmm. they wanted, but that, that's gone by the wayside. Nobody has Whoa. phone books anymore. I, I'm pretty confident we still get phone books here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Every, don't everything's use them, on, but everything's on the door. Yeah, it makes sense, I suppose. So, anyways, yeah, we had an actual. So it was, it was like one of those kind of nights where uh, we did that, and then we played uh, some card games, not uh, like uh, Ace to King and Joker kind, of, but like uh, played a game called Cards Against Humanity. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Where you just it's silly answers, and then we played um, played a game called You Got Crabs. Mm. Where you do, it's kind of like a match. Is that a game or a lifestyle? It's a little bit of both. It's it's uh it was an interesting game. It it's like a match four. You match four cards, and uh, you're collecting like images of crabs, like they're cartoon okay. crabs, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have a stack of crabs, and uh, basically, if you think that some so once you get a, a match of four, you have a partner at the table, and you have to give your partner a subtle hint that you have four of a kind. And then they call out, you got crabs. And if you do that, your team gets a point. But if somebody else picks up on your subtle hint before your teammate does and say, you got crabs, then they get the point. Oh, all right. So can can you give us an example? We've got one viewer. Uh, What what is like one of your subtle hints? How would you give Sarah the old like, well actually Sarah, <laughs> actually Sarah did not go because she doesn't really like board games but she would have been she would have had fun at this one because it was like it wasn't you know traditional cards like there's this game called euchre that's really big uh when we were in uh high school and in, in college and uh people took it very seriously like you'd play it during lunch breaks um, or if you had a spare, you'd go in the calf and you'd play Euchre. And people took it incredibly seriously. Like, there are certain rules you had to follow, certain etiquette you had to follow. 
And if you didn't really know how to play, people got really impatient with you. And I think that scared off a lot of people. Oh, see, Rakitas says Euchre is big, or he is too. So I think that scared off a lot of people from cards. Um, but these weren't like those kind of card games. And there, it was very casual. Um, so I think she would have had fun with all that uh, stuff. Hmm. So. Hey, Derek's here. So I ended up going with my buddy Frank. See, I'm hanging out with, with people again. Oh, my Frank. goodness. Oh. How by awkward the, is that? By the way, did you see uh, Derek's um, post on the on the Twitter? I know you just woke up, but you probably missed it. You, you should go check out his Twitter page because he had he posted this photo of the back of his truck or his his SUV. I, I still call them trucks, and uh, it, it was full of VHS tapes. Oh my <laughs> just goodness! Full. like two. Like the entire bed was VHS tapes laid out on their spines, and then there was another layer on top of that. I, I don't know how many VHS tapes. What's what's Holy on those tapes? Arkansas asks, and he says, "Derek says TV and movies." So I don't know Is if it, they're recording. I mean, okay, I thought some of these were still wrapped. The way he's got like all those Fuji films, just like organized one next to the other it's very neatly put together yeah extremely holy cow it, I, you guys do whatever you want but i i just don't understand this <laughs> I, you know i check out instagram i see all of chris's uploads the um all the commercials and everything and I know somebody's got to do that because you know you, you could say, well, you could just go to YouTube and see all those, but somebody's doing it. Somebody's putting all that stuff in. But man, the dedication! All have content on them, all numbered, but I did not get the index book. How's that? Is that good? I can hide behind my microphone. That's a little better. Yeah, a little better. I, I guess I yeah, I'm gonna have to put some stuff up. I I think just hanging photos. Imagery app will will help with this. Eh? All right, now there's another one of my questions. So far, you've hinted at Sarah. You know, yeah. you say, ah, all right, yeah, Sarah's here, and you know, but she didn't go to the game night with you. No, you know, so you're on camera there. I don't <laughs> know what you got behind you. It looks like some, uh, you know, bachelor pad style stacking <laughs> behind you. Are you telling us the whole truth here? Yeah, Sarah, Sarah and I are still together. There's no, okay. it's not a bachelor pad. If you want to know what's really behind me, over here are board games. And this is kind of a temporary setup here. Eventually, we'd like to get something to put in the corner that has drawers and that. But for right now, it's that. But if I roll out of the way, that is uh, Sarah's messy desk. All right. That she hasn't uh, fixed up yet, so she is wow, still here. You're just trashing her already. Well, it, it's it's a messy desk. I got some messy parts of the house. None of them are on camera. <laughs> well, you got crabs, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I win that game. I think I might have. Did you get crabs at the party? Yeah. All right. I tell you, I if I really wanted to, I might have been able to because there was a guy there that. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but uh, he was a he was a character and a half, um, and he was uh, he just happens to be gay. He was a gay man, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he's hit, he, he hit on me a few times. And he also, hit, he also hit on uh, my, my buddy Frank a few times. He was also uh, stoned and uh, drunk. I, so I was, that was going to be my very <laughs> next question. Well, that might have been uh, the reasons why. I don't think the audio is coming from that mic. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying, but it, it is. I, I don't know how to, like, yeah, it's coming from there, right? Yeah, you, you're just, how high is your ceiling? I don't know. It's it's like a normal ceiling. Are, are your walls angled at a? No, no, no angle. Just in a regular box? Yeah, I think it's just this mic. I guess this mic's not very good. Any other furniture in that room? Nothing squishy? There's this... Well, there's this desk, and then there's uh, Sarah's desk. There's a Murphy bed. A lot of hard surfaces. Huh? Maybe if I if I if I open up the Murphy bed, maybe that'll help. Maybe wrap uh, the mattress around you. No, I, I can't. I, I I'd have to get out of the chair. It's still uh-huh. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a gay man there, and then he was he was he was bragging about all the uh, STDs he caught, and Krabs. I I'm not sure if Krabs was one of them. All right, you want me to switch to the webcam? <laughs> the Man. people are demanding. Are, Look at this. Okay, I'll switch to the, maybe the webcam mic is better. Okay, so audio, mic. Okay. Testing, test. This is my webcam mic. This sounds the same. I'm going to have to see a show of hands on this. I, I, I kind of prefer the first mic. See, now, if I hit this, like nothing will happen, right? No. Sure looks good though. <laughs> yeah, sure. Way worse. Okay, so there we go. Mm. There we go. Okay. So now, sound now more distant. Now we have the proof. The proof is in the pudding. I never it's understood it that. What does that mean? Oh, oh my god. Okay, thanks for moving. Okay. Yeah, I can go with this mic. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So I got a couple of my questions answered. Uh, the where is Kevin? Yeah, I'm in Chelmsford, um, Ontario. Chelmsford. Chelmsford. Chelm. Chelm. Or as the locals here call it, Chemi. Oh, that's cute. When uh, I I called the the local pizza joint, Pizza Pizzazz, order a pizza, and this uh. Very adorable voice answered the, the, the phone. It must have been a girl of, I don't know, in her teens or early 20s. But she answered the phone. Pizza pizzazz, chemi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just hang up out of confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was adorable. I wanted to order two pizzas. <laughs> Derek, the room is just too big then. Sell the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I we're actually going to have trouble selling this house when it comes time to sell it because the reason why we were able to get it is it um, doesn't have a living room. It has uh, mm-hmm. two rec rooms, and that seemed to throw a lot of people off. So, and, it, and it just a room? Yeah. And you put it in whatever you want into it and make it whatever you want? Well, that's what we did. We t- actually took one of the bedrooms. We took the master bedroom, and we made that um, a... Uh, uh, sort of like a sitting room, TV room, and that's where Sarah's hanging out right now. 
Well, where you want to be. When I, yeah. uh, when I grew up um, in Jersey, I had family that lived a little, little while away. We'd always go over there for, for Christmas, and this was the Italian side of my family. You walked in the front door, you were in the dining room. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody went to the living room. That was like upstairs. There were, there were sofas. There was a big TV. Nobody went up there. All sat in the dining room table. Yeah. That, that was uh, my Nona's place was the exact same. You walked in and you, we walked into the kitchen and everyone hung out in the kitchen. The kids would go into the living room and watch TV. Yeah. The adults, like, they would only go to the living room because that you had to go through it to get to the bathroom. That was okay. It. Mm-hmm. Um, then, I can't keep the comments now. Hey, Dean's here. Yeah. What, Dean? Put a bed in there and boom, bedroom. It's. It's, it's how it works. It's whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek says, when my wife was a kid, they had two living rooms. One you used and one you did not use. The one you used was in the basement. Yeah, I had, I've had. i gone to a few Italian homes that were like that as well. Um, my uh, aunt and uncle, they're, so his parents, which is like, I'm related to my uncle through marriage, so I, you know, I don't know what that makes these people, but they were Italian. You walked into their house. They had a living room and a kitchen. Nobody used either. It was like a full-on kitchen with stove, uh, fridge, everything, dining room set and everything. Never used it. The living room, never used it. All the furniture was in plastic. You go down to the basement, another full-on kitchen down there. That's the one that they use. That's the one where she cooked all of her meals. Another full-on dining room down there. That's where everybody ate. And then the rec room was where they lived. That was their living room space. At least they had another room you could use. I had a friend uh, go over to his house. Same thing. The couch was in plastic, but, you know, nobody could sit on it. So we'd walk in and just have to sit right there on the floor. You weren't allowed to sit on. You weren't allowed to sit on the couch. (laughs) You'd wrinkle the plastic. Oh, goodness. So protective of their furniture. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I, we've always been of the mindset that furniture is for using. You want to use it. You know, you don't want it to just sit there for show. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, gosh. Imagine recording during work hours. Steven's here, and I don't know what that means. Um. I guess we. Oh, are oh, I, oh, wait! I see. There's no punctuation. Imagine recording during work hours. Right. He's complaining. Right. That uh, yeah. we're recording during his work hours, not his his off time. But uh, this is the time we have with Richard. He he lives in Japan. This is it. This is what we get. And it's fun. It's it's it works for me. So. The audio is being saved. You can listen to this anytime. I hope it is. I hope I, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I remembered how to do all that. So, oh my goodness! So all right, so we know where we know where Kevin is. Yeah. I, I have a fun question here. Mm-hmm. I think everybody will appreciate. Uh, what did Kevin toss? Oh, you moved goodness. when you when you move, you throw stuff away. Yeah, and I know that you were on the fence about a whole lot of things. I see a bunch of board games behind you. Do not see the video games. I do not see the movies. I'm sure the movies are there somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I, 
I have my doubts about how many video games survived the trip. Uh, I, I got rid of a ton of stuff, a lot of stuff, and we still have a ton of stuff. Now, see, that's the safe stuff. answer. You, you can say you got rid of a ton of stuff, but you have to say, like, oh, but I still have. Okay. So, well, the majority uh, that I got rid of was music uh, equipment. I am uh, down. I had um, somewhere between, I can't even remember, maybe about not quite 10 guitars, but more than five, somewhere in between there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm down to just three guitars. An electric and acoustic and a guitar that my friend's dad gave me so that's it uh we got rid of sarah's drum kit i got rid of my bass guitar i got rid of my bass amp uh, all sold on facebook marketplace uh sold some guitar pedals sold uh and i can't remember what else the guitars that you saved are those for display, or are you allowed to play them? No, I'm I'm allowed to play them. We have a music okay. room set up uh, with all of our records in them, and uh, and my uh, my guitars and amps are in there. They're not set up yet. Getting there, like our, our house is probably about uh, I don't know, maybe sixty five percent done. Um, all the big stuff is done. It's a lot of like little stuff. Uh, that still needs to be done. Um, That's not bad, though, because I, I, you know, from the outsider perspective, it was like four months ago. And you said, uh, hey, we we're thinking about moving. And I'm sure you were thinking about it for much, much longer mm. before then. And it's probably been a constant every day you're doing something oh, yeah. for you. But for me, it's like, yeah, four months and you're already, you know, settled <laughs> in. Wait. Well, that, that, uh, yeah, no, it's been so. Like every day has been crazy busy. Like only this week, things have finally started to let up. And, uh, you know, I thought that we would only be gone for like maybe a month or two. But um, one thing that happened, like it was very nerve wracking. First thing that happened is um, I thought it would only take us like a week to sell our house. And there was no reason not to believe that because there was two other homes just within this calendar year that had sold within a week. The, the sign for the um, real estate agent hadn't even gone up, you know, and the house was already sold. Um, so things were going so fast. And then uh, when we decided to put up our house, that is right when the government decided to raise interest rates mm-hmm. um, to battle inflation, which we knew was going to decrease the value of our home but we did not predict that it was actually going to stagnate the housing market because everybody was in a holding pattern. What do we do? Do we buy now? Do we sell now? Let's just rent for another year and wait and see what happens next year because nobody wanted to be stuck with a huge mortgage, right? So um, it took us it took us a month to sell the house is a lot longer than we thought but we're actually very lucky because there were many homes that were in I, I guess not many but there were a few homes that were in and around our price range and uh, our style of home and uh, they some of them didn't sell at all uh, they just pulled their house off the market and decided to do you know change their plans or whatever there was one house that went up that was exactly like ours and they were asking for a thousand dollars more 
Meanwhile, our house had the better location, right? Mm-hmm. We were um, where their house was was a busier street. Our house is very quiet neighborhood. Um, so it was interesting to see how people, um, you know, like looked at looked at what we were doing and and would put that into their strategy. Uh, but that house didn't sell. It didn't sell at all, and and our ours did. Um, but we got we we also we also got lucky because it, it was weird. Like the week that we sold the house, uh, there was like you know week one, week two, week three. A lot of people were looking at the house, but no offers, nothing at all. And we were really starting to feel like, oh man, this might be a long haul. And we have a bit of money in our ward chest to carry us through this ordeal but you know we didn't really want to use it <laughs> right mm-hmm. but uh, we were we were because we quit our jobs right uh, mm-hmm. and i'm like maybe i should have kept my job for a bit you know maybe we should wait until we actually sold the house but there was other stuff going on too we were looking after sarah's parents who were not doing very well and we were going back and forth from stoleville to to uh, sudbury and there's a lot of other stuff that was going on but uh, the week that we sold our house, uh, on the Monday, we got a call from our real estate agent. And uh, he said, hey, somebody that looked at the house early on wants to, uh, it sounds like they're going to be putting in an offer. So get yourself ready. I'm like, That's great. And then somebody else who looked at the house recently had all sorts of questions about the house. Like, what about this thing? What about that thing? What about like stuff that wasn't in the listing, just a little small little thing, which was a really good sign that, you know, something's going to happen, right? They're going to be putting in an offer if they want to know all the details of the house. Mm-hmm. So that was on Monday, Tuesday. On Wednesday, we had a person, somebody wanted to see the house on Thursday. And I jokingly said to Sarah, hey, we already got two offers in the books. Should we waste our time showing this house? To someone else and she was like oh my god yes we got to show this out i'm like i'm just kidding just kidding relax all good i agree we need to show the house to every potential you never know what's going to happen so we uh the, so the person comes in on thursday and it was it was weird because the they showed up early uh they wanted i think it was three o'clock and by two two thirty they were there and we were just like getting ready to leave because normally we leave and then they let them look at the house, right? They get the real estate agent gets lockbox number and they go around and they, they look at the house. They showed up at 2.30 and the guy was like, the real estate agent was like, I'm so sorry, we're early, but uh, do you mind if we come in and, and take a look? And we're like, just give us five minutes and go nuts, right? So uh, they go into the house and the real estate agent's like, do you mind if you just stay here and not? leave because i don't want to have to wait for the lockbox because he would have to wait till three o'clock to get the lockbox number to lock up the house and all that like we're only going to take 15 minutes and like we're like okay sure so we just stood outside and uh when they were done the real estate agent came out he had a whole bunch of questions because we used um we didn't use a traditional real estate agent we used uh, the property guys which is like um they don't take a commission off the sale of your house, you pay them uh, a flat fee up front. Mm-hmm. And then you can pay a little extra to have a real estate agent, which we did to do the negotiating and all that. Uh, so it works out way cheaper, right? Instead of them taking, uh, you know, 2.5% off of a million dollar home, 
which comes out to a lot, you know, they only charge, it was only like $8,000, which sounds like a lot of money, but it's a lot less than 2.5% of a million dollars. So um, he had a whole bunch of questions because he had never dealt with the property guys before. He's like, I don't understand. Like, do I talk to you? Do I talk to them? And then the people who were looking at the house came out and they had a bunch of questions. And so we actually got, got to meet them and, and talk to them for a little bit. So uh, they, they had left. And uh, next thing you know, they were putting in an offer on the house. Those first two like potential offers that looked like were going to happen never came to be. Never happened, mm, right? Bunch of looky-loos. Yeah, I guess so. But it was weird that they had they had all these questions about the house because normally looky loos just don't care, right? They're just like, "Yeah, this isn't for me. I'm out of here," right? But this yeah, one, it's a it's a big decision. It makes sense, you know. Hmm. Ask as many questions as you want. Asking's free. Sure. Um. So. So then they put in an offer on the Thursday night. It's a low ball offer. It is. Uh, I think it was forty thousand dollars less than we were asking. It was really down, way down. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh man, this this kind of sucks because you know I don't know if we want to go that low, but we haven't had any other offers. What are we going to do? Real estate agents like, we'll talk about this Friday morning. They give us till noon on Friday to make a decision. So we'll wait till then. Like, all right, perfect. So Sarah and I are talking. We don't know what to do. Lo and behold, some somebody who saw the house like on the first or second day that went up on the market put a bid in on the house, just like that. Out of nowhere, these two dentists who had seen the house put in a bid. We're like, oh, this is good because now we got a little bit of a bidding war happening, right? So we still, so we waited till the next morning. We talked to the real estate agent. He's like, okay. The bid was like $50,000 less <laughs> than mm-hmm. we were asking. It was even lower. But the people that we met, the first bid, they don't know that, right? So we just told them, hey, we got a second offer in on the house. So if you want this house, you might want to think about, you know, maybe doing better. So they came back with with a very reasonable offer and uh that's how the house sold so there's your lesson always say yes to any showing never say no mm-hmm. and let me tell you the showings were uh, like it's it was work because you had to like every time it's like you got to set up the house you got to turn on all the lights you got to you know put all the stuff away and all that and get it to, to look good you know spray mm-hmm. the cookie smell around the house like fresh baked cookies you know all that stuff there you so, go. There you go. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, is, is there any, I suppose the real estate agents have a code. They can't just tell everybody, oh, yeah, there's another bid just came in. Doesn't mean there is one, just like, just to get the, the juices flowing. Yeah. No. No. It, it, it's, it's kind of ridiculous the way that it's done. Like in Australia, they have all their houses are sold with an open auction. There's like, it, if you want a house, it goes up for auction on this day. Everybody who wants it shows up. You can show up in person or show up online or whatever, and it's all an open auction. You know how really? much exactly the house is going for. Yep. There's no real estate agents or anything. It just 
and it's it seems like a lot better uh, system than we have here. But uh, oh yeah, okay. So Dean says his house, uh, his neighbor pulled his house off the market as well. The raising interest rates really shook people up for a bit. Yeah, it really did throw people off. And Dean also says he downsized his guitar collection as well, down to three. PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii, Aerosmith Edition. Yeah. Well, you were asking about the, the video games. I, I did not, I kept a lot of video games for uh, inventory for the Berry Game Exchange, because I still do plan on going to the Berry Game Exchange. Berry's only three hours away, and it's, you know, if Bill's available and all that, be good to mm-hmm. see him and all that fun stuff. I still plan on doing all of that. Um, but as for what I have set up, I just have uh, this generation and the last generation. Mm-hmm. I don't have any Nintendo or anything. If I want to play that, I got the RetroPie, and I'll just play it on the RetroPie. And that's, yep. that's it. So the only reason I did the PS3 and 360, the PS3 has um, the PlayStation Move games. So every once in a while, I like to do the light gun shooter games, which they don't have this generation, as far as I know. So I have like a bunch. I got like the Resident Evil games, the House of the Dead games. Um, that there's a Dead Space game that was a light gun. I have all those that are. Uh, so I like. So I kept the PS3 ready to go for that. It's on a power bar that I can turn off, so it's not sucking any like phantom power. So mm-hmm. I have that out there, and I have the Wii U set up, ready to go mm-hmm. to play original Wii games and Wii U games. Plus, it's uh, hacked, too, so I can play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can yeah. download stuff on there and play all that stuff, too. I tell you, my, my tolerance for gaming has is, is declined severely over the years, but the one thing I will do is play Wii Bowling for, like, five minutes and have a, a grand old time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got that hooked up for for that, like the the, the Wii Sports and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good times. It's, it's amazing good. how well those hold up. As long as you're not, you know, like I'm playing this constantly, five minutes <laughs> here and there, it's fantastic. All righty. Well, I imagine then you're probably going to have uh, uh, game nights instead. Well, you're probably so, going to bring the party to your place. Yeah, and uh, tomorrow night. We actually have a movie night set up. Ooh. Yeah, so it's just me and uh, and uh, my friend and his girlfriend and Sarah, uh, and we're going to watch the new Weird Al movie. Oh, with Daniel okay. Radcliffe. <clears throat> yeah. What is what is that on? What platform? For us here in Canada, it's Roku, which is like um, they they mostly make hard, the hardware for you to access Netflix and all that stuff. So if you have mm-hmm. a dumb tv you don't have a smart tv uh that's that's the way to do it and they have they've been making their own content as well so that's what that, you mentioned i think i heard this can you just go to their website like and, and stream it from their site maybe i don't know i really hmm. don't know i am curious I, I i was interested in in watching that i heard it got pretty good reviews yeah cool. okay yeah. So that and, uh, well, my birthday is coming up on December 12th. Mark it on your calendar. Get ready to send me a gift or two. Um, so I have that planned up for, for game night. 
Um, so we're going to have a thing here and uh, do some gaming there. So, yeah. Look at you interacting yeah. with actual people. Yeah, it's great to, to be with people again. Mm. Who knew? Oh, they have did broken you... in the States. Did your movie collection survive? You didn't go tossing any of your movies, did you? Mm. Hey, he's trimmed it down. Um, th- there was just some like, uh, okay, like I went through, I don't like this movie, just send it over to the, the Goodwill or the, the Mission Thrift. And then there mm-hmm. were some movies that I had on Blu-ray and DVD, mm-hmm. and I would most of the time got rid of the DVD, but sometimes I got rid of the Blu-ray because Ooh. the DVD packaging was so good. I said, I want to keep this DVD, pa- like just for the packaging. I'll, I'll get rid of the Blu-ray because I'll probably never watch the movie again. Well, you just put the Blu-ray disc in the DVD package. Oh. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I do. I still have some of them in the garage. So, Yes, Bob Barker's birthday is on the 12th with him and I do share a birthday. Also Frank hey. Sinatra. So there you go. Next C3 in Sudbury. Yeah, no sleep till Sudbury. Do it. Um, All right. All right. How long have we been talking for? Last of my questions. Okay. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> See you in another four months. No, we got some questions for you as well. What have you been up to during this whole break? Uh, the whole break. Should I? Away my dirty secret. Should I give the, the bombshell or let you uh, do the bombshell? You can do it. I don't care. I'm not hiding anything. Well, ladies and gentlemen, people that listen to this show in North America, <clears throat> get ready. Hold on to your hats because our pal Richard visited your continent that you exist on he came he came over here and ignored you he I'm came secret. in right. looked around said <laughs> i don't want to talk to any of these people and took it right <laughs> off. indeed i did what he did oh you had a, a visit to uh new jersey i did i um during the summer yeah <laughs> it's been so long now uh, yeah, I just had the opportunity. Well, more, I made the opportunity just mm-hmm. to uh, go home and see family. And yeah, it was just one of those things where, gosh, how long it had been? Like six years since I had uh, been to the States last. And yeah, I, I just hadn't seen my family in a long time. And I finally got a break from the retro Fandango schedule. <laughs> yes. There you go. See, you're getting uh, it already. Right. Derek saying he didn't visit us or even Kevin. No, no, I I kept it under my hat because I knew I just it it would be very difficult to make the time to do all of that kind of stuff. It would have been a great opportunity, uh, but my kids. Let's tell you how long it's been. My my 13 year old had not been to the U.S. since she was three. My eight year old had never been to the U.S. So we needed a whole lot of family time and I didn't want to do a bunch of running around and, and this and that. So went uh, for about three weeks, just hung out with uh, my mom, my sisters, and yeah, that's all there is to say, really. 
You couldn't have taken a left turn on I-95 for 2,500 <laughs> miles to visit me. Yeah. I should have. Dean did make a trip over here. That is me. true. That is I, true. I feel like such a scumbag now. But... Dean is the only person you owe a visit to. There's absolutely nobody else. That is true. I, yeah. I probably owe Dean like three or four visits before I can see anybody else. Yeah. No, but um, it, it was fun. It was strange. Uh, so many things are different. <laughs> Uh, just just time wise, uh, some things were very curious. Uh, there was a shop right. Do you have shop right in Canada? Supermarket chain? No, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I went to a shop right and um, went in like two or three times. You know, we would go there often. And after a while, my sister was like, "Did you notice that they're playing like America music every time you go into the supermarket?" Like, what are you talking about, America music? When you go in, like that, that first little lobby where you get your cart and, and make a turn into the store, it's like they're they're playing all this patriotic music. It's not the Star Spangled Banner, but it's something like America <laughs> and all that. <laughs> what? Like, what are you talking about? So we went back, and then yeah, it's like we're eagles fly and <laughs> some kind of weird patriotic thing. And every store I went into. Uh, yeah, drug stores, um, dollar stores, irregular places, they all had this little America goods section where you could buy flags, things with stars and stripes on them. All made in China. Yeah. And I don't know <laughs> if it was like leftover from 4th of July or something, because I, mm. I was there like late August, early September. Or is it just, is that a thing now? Like, I, I noticed a lot more American flags on houses than I, I remember. Granted, I was in an area, like, my hometown, nobody lives there anymore. Everybody moved out. So I, I was completely unfamiliar with the areas I was in. So maybe they do that all the time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. People were like, I don't know, is that like a, a side effect from the whole... Uh, recent political uh, goings-ons in America. Well, people definitely Super are. divide. See, like, that's the thing, like, you know, why, why not get right into it? I mean, the, this whole thing where people are more divided, I don't think they're really divided. I think that like, people just don't understand each other the way they they used to, or they get more worked up about well, that. That's what it is, mostly. They get more worked up about things. People just love joining their side and and saying yeah look at us yeah. but really like they're they're getting played by both sides right like this whole thing with uh i don't care what side you're on i don't care what side anyone's on about the whole abortion thing but you know both sides are playing are playing towards everybody's uh heartstrings on the subject right because yeah okay the republicans take taken away Totally chipping away at all the rights and the women's rights and all that. But on the other side, the Democrats had so many opportunities over the last 50 years where they could have put it into a put abortion into a law, made it a law, which it would have taken it out of the Supreme Court's hands. This is my basic understanding of it, by the way. If I got something wrong, I apologize in advance. But and you know, not every Democrat would. Like even Joe Biden, I think, didn't uh, believe in abortion until 
the nineties or something like that. He was always pro choice or whatever, or pro life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it, you know, like, so basically the Democrats don't rush to get any sort of legislation done in order to protect women's rights because you get a result like the last election, right? Where traditionally the Democrats would have lost seats in the Senate and all that because people just naturally don't like whoever's in charge. I'm going to vote for the other guy because I don't like the person, whatever job they're doing. And they were, they were actually able to flip that for the first time in, I think, since the 40s, since World War II, um, because of the abortion issue. I, I, we have, uh, what the heck were we watching? I can't, well, like you watch any sort of American TV and, uh, we're at, we were at my in-laws a lot who still do like the, the traditional television with the commercials and all that. They don't skip. I swear to God, like every commercial break was somebody running for Congress mm-hmm. or the Senate. And the topic was always abortion. Oh, they're going to take away your rights. Oh, they're going to, you know, just over and over again. And at that point, like when all that stuff happened, I'm like, you know what? I'm done with American politics. I I just don't care. I'm Canadian. We have our rights. I'm just happy with that. And it's been a lot better. I haven't listened to any podcasts or watching YouTube. Well, sometimes I watch uh, one guy on YouTube. But anyways, for the most part, I just stay, I stay out of it. I just everybody's getting played over there you know yeah well it's a, it's a whole lot of uh you know getting excited over nothing you know it's, it's like i said no, nothing is all that different one side to the other not a whole lot has changed one side to the other people sure get uh aggravated about things though i i, I know like elections do have consequences and all that and I get all that, and I do my duty. I I do vote, um, but uh, for the most part, you know, the thing that kills elections is the people who don't vote. There's just nothing like, you know, they don't care because they feel like doesn't matter who's in charge. And I totally get that. I totally get that sense of feeling and all that. When people tell me they don't vote, I was like, okay, well, you know. But uh, like for instance, like our premier, he's pretty much a, a joke here in Ontario which is basically like the governor in the in the states he's our premier he's complete but you know only i think only like 40 percent of the people voted in the last election and he got 20 percent of that vote and that's how mm-hmm. he's become a premier so not very many people voted for him but you know if the people but then on the other hand the other parties didn't really have a leader who inspired people to vote you know so it, that's, mm-hmm. it's on their hands as well so you know, like Obama inspired people to vote, right? That's how he won. He would just like people who normally didn't vote would vote. Whether you agree with Obama or not, that's what he did. And uh, I, I don't, I have, I think that's the only politician I've seen to actually do that in a very long time. And I don't think anyone's done it since. Anyways, there you go. I don't think we have a very political crowd. The number no, of comments has like screeched to a halt as soon as we start talking about politics, especially American politics. Well, I, I I did add some Canadian politics in there. For me. Uh, well, if, if people are want some excitement, I do have uh, some bigger news, bigger, more important 
earth-shattering news. I'm listening. Um, I recently figured, you know what? Been a while since I watched any Tubi trash, and I was like, all right, let's see what's on there. No more Tubi TV in Japan. What? It's gone. I, I I go to the site. It says nope, not available in your area. I used to have an app on my phone. So I switched phones. I was like, all right, let me put it back on there. Nope, not available. Oh, that's that? terrible. What's up with that? That's terrible. Yeah. I don't know mm. if I was ever really supposed to have it. Because you know how it, like um streaming services are they appeal to the the region they're in, right? Like Netflix. 50% of the stuff that's on Netflix is local, like Japanese or, or even like Korean or, or something like that. Uh, but then you got all the, the Western stuff and you get stuff from India, stuff from all over the place. But they, you know, put a certain amount of content from the area that they're in. Tubi was always just, you know, English speaking only. There was no option for subtitles for other languages. It was just garbage. Yeah. I like that garbage. It was tasty sometimes. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of good movies on Tubi. That that's oh, it sounds like Box um, needs a VPN for a rocket sauce. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have the patience to mess around with that. Plus, I don't even really watch streaming anymore. I can't tell you the last time I watched something on Netflix. Um, I just watch. I, I buy movies, so I've been watching movies. Follow my my Twitter. I've been posting images there. Well, as a, as a fellow uh, person that not living in the United States, I can back you up on the VPN thing because they seem to never really work that well. Like they work for a period of time, maybe two or three weeks, and then you got to start the whole process all over again or whatever. Like I've never paid. I've never bought a VPN blocker. I've only used the free stuff, so that might be why, but I've never had. Uh, a successful run with a VPN. So I just don't bother with that stuff. I just download. If it's something that, you know, I'll just go to the torrent site and download it. If there's something that I really want to see and it's not on any of my streaming services. Um, I actually do have Freebie on my phone. When I was in America, I downloaded it because uh, we watched something on that. And I was like, oh, cool. So I put it on my phone and then I came back here and I, I never touched it. And I kind of doubt that it's going to work anyway. Yeah. But I do have it. I have a little icon. We do have some political uh, comments here. Derek says he doesn't enjoy politics. He feels politics is even worse. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Sauce brings up a good point. Trump inspired people to vote against him. And Biden got more votes than Obama. So there you go. I don't know how much of that well, was Biden inspiring yeah, that, people. Yeah, that was... That was Trump I, got Biden more votes. Yeah, I think that falls into your first uh, thing. But anyways. Aha, uh-huh, not to be. So, uh, free... Not to be. To be or not to be. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, there you go. Oh. But I, I'm, I don't mind because I do prefer just to sit down and watch all the movies that I keep buying. Yeah. So, um... Why not? I've been making a mission for myself. Like all the movies that I've bought, I've been trying to watch them all because just like games, you got stuff that sits on the shelf. Yeah. But I've been going through and it's like, you know what? 
I might have a movie that I've watched it a hundred times, and then I I buy like the Blu-ray or something, but then I haven't actually sat down to watch that copy. Yeah, right. So like I've like the Spider-Man movies, one, two, three. I've seen those so many times. Yeah, I went out, I got the a nice box set of them. Like, yeah, still haven't watched them. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there for about two, three years. So yeah. I, uh, I I got a story for you. The other the other day, I went upstairs and Sarah was streaming on one of the services, Steel Magnolias. 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 Steel Magnolias from the eighties. That it, chick flick from the eighties. I'm like, you're streaming this? She's like, she says yes. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you have that on Blu-ray. She's like, I don't care. This is this is easier. So I go downstairs, I look at our Blu-ray collection. Not only do I find it in our Blu-ray collection, but it's still sealed. Sealed, minty fresh. So I brought it upstairs and I put it in there. I said, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Just there. Still sealed. <laughs> That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'm guilty of that. I, I'd, I'd watch something on Netflix or, or whatever, just because yeah. all you got to do is click. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I've been changing that. So cool. Yeah. Well, I've noticed Watch that you've been movie. posting on uh, on Twitter. Like just, I figured uh, I had to do something with my Twitter account. Yeah. Well, it's good because then I could just look through it because you don't post that, anything that, else. Yeah. So, so I, just... I figured I'd do that so that yeah. when we have these discussions and it comes up like, "Hey, have you seen this?" I can just very quickly go. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. I did. I did uh, peruse it. Uh, I had a double feature last night. What were the two movies you watched last night? Search for Spock. Oh, and that's right. Yeah. Nacho Libre. What did you think of Nacho? You like that? Movie? I like that movie. I like it yeah, a lot. Me too. I've, I've seen it a few times. I I can't really say much for the cinematography because that Jared Hess, who uh, did the Napoleon Dynamite movie uh, before this, yeah. Um, he really just likes static, flat shots. Every shot is just perfectly centered, and they're comedic shots. Uh, they're framed nicely, you know. You get a little, but there's very little camera movement. It's just flat shot, flat shot, flat shot, flat shot. That's a that's a good one, Dean. Sealed, Magnolia. Ah, <laughs> Dean. That's that's a rock star comment right there. Comment of the podcast. Yeah. Rocketos does comment on my Rambo post. I, I watched First Blood and Last Blood this month. Those are good bloods to watch. Yeah. Last Blood. It's Last Blood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, still haven't, I still haven't seen The World's End. And, and that, that's you will enjoy it. It just keeps you eluding will enjoy me. It. Yeah. I, I do want to see it. Like it's less like, than two hours. You got Tremors four. You got a second viewing of Tremors four, and yeah, I kind of fell asleep a little bit during that one. Mm. What'd you think of uh, Nobody with our? That was all right. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't yeah. fantastic, but it was fun, you know. And yeah. it's it, most important thing. It's ninety minutes. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's nice it's short fun. movie. It's not a movie that I would want to buy and like watch. I bought it because it it suddenly dropped in price on Amazon. I this is one of my favorite things to do is go to Amazon and just 
monitor the prices of things. For example, yeah. search for Spock. I just bought that because it dropped like below $5. And then what I do, I buy it and then I go check the price immediately after buying it and it jumps up. Mm, yeah. Cause they, they're, that they're down that happened now. with a bunch of movies, you know? Yeah. Um, I just got, I just finally got a copy of the, uh, the Bill and Ted movies. I got mm-hmm. the, the three pack. Uh, watch those soon. But yeah, like a movie that is kind of like, ah, it's, it's good. It's not great. It's so, so if it's 90 minutes, that it makes up for so much of the, uh, the movie's shortcomings. I will gladly watch a, eh, it's kind of good 90 minute movie before I watch. Wow. That was a really good three hour movie. Yeah, I um I picked up something on Amazon last night for the the Black Friday sale, Ooh. which haven't which have not been that great over the last I few even, years. I didn't even think about checking for Black Friday sales, and it wasn't it wasn't that good uh, this time around. But there was one thing. Actually, there was two things. There was one thing. I'll say I'll tell you the thing I didn't get. Uh, they had the Three Stooges complete set, mm-hmm. uh, but. I think it was 149 shorts yep, from like yep. the 30s all the way to the 50s for $35 on DVD. I have that. I really wanted to get it. You got it? But I, have that. Sh- I got I got that a few years ago, yeah. Well, they were showing the packaging and it's just all a cake, right? Uh-oh. Evan's frozen. Is it just me or... Anybody comment? Does anybody still hear me? Heaven's frozen with mighty claw. The timer's still going. Anybody receiving me? Let's see. He is frozen. Good claw. Thank you, Derek. All right, let's see if we can get... Uh, let's attack him on the socials. Oh, it's just me now. Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's see. Canadian Grooves. Oh, boy. Posed the same way. Did his new house come with internet? <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, at hello. Oh, there he is. Is it still going? The thing's still going. All right. Yeah, the timer's still going. You just dropped out. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to hardwire this computer to the to the router because I got, have a you got some boo urns. I got some uh, fiber or uh, Wi-Fi card in this thing, and it it doesn't. Yeah, uh... you people with your Wi-Fi, I got a hard cable sticking out of this computer. That that's what I need to do. See you, Derek. Thanks for hanging out. Sorry, <laughs> more like that brief. Oh, Dean's on fire, man. <laughs> on fire. Oh my goodness! Uh, it's this Wi-Fi card in this computer. It's no bueno. I gotta, I gotta run a wire. 
that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. That's it. Enough of this. Um, so that DVD set, is it all just a cake? Like one? No, it, it's a big box and then you open it up and then there's like the individual boxes for each collection. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I would want. This thing was just, it's just a cake. It just, yeah, I, I remember seeing, um, uh, like a married with children or news radio or some of those shows. And I was like, Oh, that's cheap. I'll get that. And then you see, it's just that spindle. Yeah. That, that's what my Sanford and son, uh, set is. And it's a pain because like when you're going through the whole season and then you get down to like, you know, this, you know, 35 of, of 40 and it's, ah, yeah, okay. I, I, I would probably agree with you on that because even if I bought it and then I'd say like, well, I'll put it in little slips, you know, the DVDs individually, but then like, "Ah, I'm not going to do that. I want to, I want the case. If I, yeah. And if I'm going to do that, then I might as well just download them all and just watch them that way. Sorry, but if you're not going to put it in proper proper packaging. So what I did get though, um, was the complete series on Blu-ray of the Twilight Zone. Oh, you got the Blu-ray for fifty I, bucks or fifty-two dollars. I have the the DVD set of those, and I was watching through, and I got to one episode. It's the the episode where um, it's like the old people playing kick the can. You know that one? Not sure. I haven't. It's like seen old them people, all. and then they kind of like they de-age, they become younger at heart, and nope, anyway, I, I got to that, that episode and like the disc would stop reading like halfway mm. through the episode and you get that digital distortion. I was like, Oh man, one disc is screwed up in this. And I don't know. And then, yeah, I thought about, should I just get the Blu-rays for it? But, yeah. I don't, I don't know if your thrift stores do this in Japan, but uh, ours like for $3, they'll resurface the disc. Uh, so it might be worth a shot mm. to get it working again. I, I imagine they don't do that. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, Dean wants to know well, our thoughts on the new Christmas story movie. Um, I didn't know there was. There is one. <laughs> I heard something about it, like uh, the the Ralphie actor, oh, Peter Billingsley, yeah, he's, is yeah, he's back like an adult now. Something. Okay, yeah, uh, I did hear about that. I I don't know anything yeah. about it other than that. Yeah, me neither. I I don't. I am interested in watching It's a Wonderful Life again this year. I watched it like last year or two years ago or something. I'm really interested in watching that again. I haven't seen that uh, in a very long time. It's such a good movie. It's so well made. Yeah. Out of all the Frank Capra movies, that's, you know, he's he's a very corny director, but it works at Christmas time. That's what you want, that wholesome Mm -hmm. corniness. Um. But we missed because we were so busy and all that. We missed uh, like normally at Halloween time, we would watch all the horror films, mm. like what I like, you know, stuff that I like, like sci-fi from the fifties and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm thinking maybe next month we'll do that. We'll do a month of horror films during Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't know how that'll go over, but I see, watched a ton of uh, scary oh, horror Halloween time movies. Well, I see there they live. You watched that. Well, I I didn't start posting until November, but oh. uh, I I've, I've still kept my my log here. I've I've been one of one of my little joys is I've I've made every night movie night. I try to watch a movie every single day. Yeah, I see that. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I save a little time for myself because I've asked my wife countless times, "You want to watch a movie together?" 
No, she likes her movies. I like my movies. We very rarely combine on the same film. Plus, she just prefers to read. So I take a little time to watch a movie for myself. And in October, I did watch all of the Child's Play movies. Nice. The Chucky movies. I have not seen the new show. I am curious to uh, to see that. Um, I don't know. I, I watched I watched Shaun of the Dead. I watched Tremors 2, Beetlejuice, Van Helsing, Army of Darkness, The Jerk. Not a Halloween <laughs> movie, but that kind of worked its way in there. It's got some scary moments when those cans start exploding. <laughs> for no reason. He hates these cans. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from the cans. I don't know. I I was um I think you watched the the Chucky movies like a year or two ago. Last year, yeah. Yep. And um I, I said like, yeah, I've seen every one of those every one that I've seen I've liked. And then you were like, You're even part three? Apparently I never saw part three. <laughs> <laughs> so I I understand. Aside yeah. from that though, three was like, yeah, that's that's at the bottom. Everything else I had a hard time. I forced myself to like rank them like which one I like best and it was like everything was like half a percent you know it's like they're all good yeah three is the only one that I would say is truly bad and it's only bad because they didn't really seem to I I don't know it's it's kind of made for like it's a budget well I heard about it um because uh I'd peek at the uh the bonus features and apparently it's the same writer wrote all the movies like the guy who came up with it um him and one of the producers have been like a consistent thing throughout all the movies both of chucky does not suck it's it's pretty entertaining um i like it no uh they made part two and then before part two was released the studio came to him and said okay we want part three and it was such a rush job. Ah, see, he yeah. had to deliver the script in like a month or two. And Child's Play 3 was in theaters like nine months after Child's Play 2 was released. They made it so quickly that he just didn't have time to like, what am I going to do? We need a script. Give us something. Mm. My opinion... If you remember Child's Play 3, at the end of it, it takes place in a little carnival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're at the military mm-hmm. school and then it goes That's to the right. carnival. Yeah. If the whole thing had been set in the carnival. Yeah. And, you know, Chucky was like a prize doll or something. They worked things like that in there. Whole movie would have been great because that last bit in the roller coaster was really fun. Yeah. I, I All agree. the military yeah. school stuff. But to the to the credit of the franchise, they they keep that going. Like that military school comes back later. Like oh, you yeah. see it with um, the character, they keep him around and yeah. That. Um, uh, the sauce. one thing that I did not appreciate though is the post credit scene after Curse of Chucky. There's a post credit scene that if you don't watch that. Cult of Chucky doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't know if I've seen it. Because yeah, at the end of Curse of Chucky, that's the one with the the girl in the wheelchair in the house, mm-hmm. right? And then at the end of the movie, spoilers, everybody. Uh, 
she gets uh, blamed for all the murders and Chucky gets away. Mm -hmm. And Chucky is then uh, recovered by Tiffany. She Mm -hmm. has like a cop steal the body. And then she's like, uh, she takes uh, him back to uh, her house or whatever. And that's kind of where it ends. Then there's credits. And then I stopped. I didn't watch all the way past the credits. And then you start up the next movie, uh, Cult. And it starts with Andy Barkley, the kid from the original movie, as an adult. And he's got this Chucky head in a safe. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Where where did this Chucky head come from? And apparently, if you watch the post credit scene of the other movie, uh, the, the Curse of Chucky, Tiffany mails Chucky to Andy Barkley at the end. And then he, he pulls out a shotgun and shoots Chucky. So oh. that's where he got the head from. I didn't know any of that. I yeah, see, see, it's that. like it. I had watched these movies like out of order before. Mm-hmm. So I assumed I just missed something, but then watching them straight through, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And I just, you, you need that little bit of information. I just figured that he had found Chucky and, and kept him. I didn't think that there was any. Well, like... up until that point, there's only the one Chucky you right. know, going through the whole thing. And then right. suddenly there are three in that last movie. Yeah. Uh, Sauce uh, wants to know if you've seen the Mark Hamill Chucky movie and what you thought of it. Yeah. I did see it. I did not care for it. Yeah. I it's think not it... a terrible movie, but it's not... There's no comparison to the Brad Dorff Chucky. I think it would have been a good... It, it's a good movie if it was on its own. If it didn't have the Chucky license, like it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. But the fact of. that it was Chucky and they Turned him into a like a android robot thing, and he's like a smart like, toy. Yeah, like I get what they were trying to do, but it would have been a fun idea for like an episode of the Twilight Zone kind of show, or uh, you know, just do its own thing. It didn't have to be tied into Chucky, and I think part of the reason why I didn't enjoy it as much is because it was tied into Chucky, and you're just constantly comparing it to you know the Chucky that you know kind of thing and it's it's yeah. really hard to switch that off and put in a new thing plus it was i i know that richard didn't like all the kids in it because it was very kid driven that that movie so yeah well i mean it, it more than that it was just um i guess it was really forgettable for everybody because they went and did that tv show and brought yeah. back Oh, and they the just stuff—they yeah. brought back everything in that TV show, like all like the references and everything from the uh, the movies, except for that one. That one's just like completely ignored. Yeah, and a little—I'm—I um, I take it you've seen the series, then? I've watched the first season. I have not watched okay. the second. Because yeah, I I haven't seen it, but I do know that they're apparently bring back the character of uh, Glenn and Glenda, which I was yep. kind of disappointed that they disappeared in the yeah. The later Chucky films. Yeah. Yeah. No, pretty much I maybe that third movie isn't touched. Um, but I think pretty much everything else is well the only thing that they'd take from that is that Andy Barkley went to that military school. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then Chucky gets the uh that's where he mm-hmm. gets the stitch. Right. You know. Yeah. Um let's see what else did, I haven't seen Win Win yet. 
that's one of those movies I. Yeah, I, I guess it's a um, I, it's just something I found in the shop, and I was like, well, all right, let's yeah. give this a shot, and I like it. It's a nice little indie film. Uh, Paul Giamatti's really good in it, and uh, I, I guess it's just like one of those super small movies that you, you may be hard to just stumble across. Yeah, Paul Giamatti uh, usually does very well in those uh, independent, small independent films. So. Mm, yeah. Uh, they live. I do need to give another chance. I didn't get very far in my. I know um, that you didn't care for that movie. It might have been because I, I'm, I don't mean to throw Sarah under the bus once again, but it might have been because I watched it with her. Wow! What a look, slap she has. She has an effect on me that if I start watching something and she's not enjoying it, it it's I. It's really hard for me to enjoy the movie because I'm just constantly like. You know, okay, should I stop this? Should I? You know, it's it really takes me out of the movie. So I don't, I don't know. Um, hmm. History of Violence. I haven't seen that one in forever. I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I might have to watch that one again. Um, yeah, Rocket Sauce. He was uh, giving me grief about my reaction to that movie. It just it, it felt really sleazy, violent. Hmm. Like it wasn't enjoyable, but it didn't feel so deep that it was like a, you know, great character movie or anything. It just felt a bit awkward to me. I think that was the last VHS movie that was mass produced in North America. Is that like too. its big I, claim to fame? Yeah, I think it's that one. There's there's another Viggo Mortensen movie that came out around that time. I'm like, it's one of the two. Uh, I, I found it interesting that you have a copy of mask of zorro on dvd in a cd jewel case That's that apparently unusual. was the thing when dvds came out around here i have a couple of them in those little cd cases yeah i i kind of actually wish that they would have went with that because they take up a lot less space so they do um the one thing though i, I mean the case yeah kind of cool but the quality of the films, uh, those early DVDs. Yeah. Like I have one like that of uh, Leaving Las Vegas, and it, it's horrid to watch. Yeah. A lot of times they just took the VHS and mm-hmm. put it on the DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra? All right. Um, I knew I had seen it before. Oh, okay. this is This is another movie that I just... Whenever possible, I prefer to buy the North American packaged movie. Most of my movies I get locally, you know, half the package is in Japanese and whatever. I know you can switch all that when you get into the settings and Blu-rays just, you know, they just automatically load up because I have my player set to English. So I don't have to worry about messing with subtitles or anything like that. But I always prefer to buy the North American packaging. So when I look on Amazon, I specifically look to see, can I find stuff in U.S. packaging? And that showed up again. It was like one of those weird deals. It was like less than five bucks. I was like, you know what? I I like G.I. Joe. I had actually been watching a lot of G.I. Joe recently. I'm kind of out of it now. But I discovered that on YouTube, Hasbro has a YouTube channel. And they have uploaded all the original G.I. Joe uh, cartoons. And what's better, the thing I was watching, they have a 24-hour 
live stream of the the original gi joe cartoon so you can just click on that and there's something playing it'll be in the middle of an episode but that's how i want to watch it i just want to be able to turn on the tv and like hey gi joe's on i'll sit and watch this for a minute because if i ever bought the dvd set or something i'm not going to watch that i'm not going to sit there and (laughs) say like okay now i'm going to sit down and dedicate time to watching an episode of gi joe a real american hero i will never do it but if it's just on I've watched it like five or six times over, you know, it's just how it is. So I was watching it and I was like, you know what? This show is kind of fun. It is, it's really like a fun cartoon. <clears throat> they made that movie a few years ago. I saw it back then and I was like, eh, it's okay. It's a little silly, but eh. I like, uh, it was directed by Steven Summers who did the mummy movies and Van okay. Helsing. And I, I like his movies. They're fun popcorn movies. The ones he directed, not the ones he produced. Um, so everything, I'll give it another shot. For like five bucks, I'll give it a shot. It's not great. There are things about it I like. I think it, it does hit that silly factor where, yeah, G.I. Joes are just little toys. You know, it's just toy commercials. Right. So there are parts of the movie where they're in these like vehicles that look like toys. It's like, <laughs> this is totally silly. Yeah. Or they go to this G.I. Joe base and they're in an elevator and it's going down and like one floor is like airplanes. The next level is like water. <laughs> and there's like this giant swimming pool that they're like shooting around in and it goes down to another level. It's silly. And I like it for that. They have like laser guns. They go pew, pew, pew. Uh, the only problem with the movie really is that the the main, the main actor was... Um, uh not tom hardy who's the other guy that looks like tom hardy channing tatum okay and and he's one of those uh neck actors neck i think i've actors? coined the phrase there but you know how actors like they act in their face look at look at jack nicholson the way he uses his eyes sure. and distorts yeah. his face. jack black too uh, watching yeah. nacho libra he's really good at mm-hmm. moving his face around channing tatum and those kind of guys they they go like this. They act like this. Mm. They just stick their neck out. And he's like, yeah, we gotta go, sir. We gotta get this done. We stop Cobra. There's a lot of actors like that. They show their neck. I'll have to watch for that. No. Neck actor. The, the guy from uh, Pacific Rim is the same. You want me to go uh, to the Jaeger? Charlie Hunnam? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. For you. Yeah. Well, I watch Sons of Anarchy, so. Yeah. Okay. So, thumbs up for G.I. Joe. Yeah, I don't know if I'll watch it again, or maybe I'll skip through and watch some of the bonus features or something. What yeah. about uh, Hansel, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters? I, I do like them. I've seen that movie a, a couple of times. I think though. you talked about it before, right? I'm sure I have. I, I like it. It's It's cheap trash, but it's fun. Again, when movies are like 90 minutes, and there's something about them you like, you can you can forget about the parts that don't work so well. It's yeah, like, eh, that's fun. I like I like watching uh, Jeremy Renner uh, punch Pamka Jansen. Is it was the name Jean Grey? Pamka, whatever her name. He's yeah. at the end of the movie. He's like she's like strung up on a chain. He's like punching her like a punching bag, and she's a witch, and she's like her face is all witch like. But then like he's punching her, and then she switches back to like a normal face. He's like, oh please, please. He's like, yeah, nice try. Just punching her. <laughs> oh, wow. 
I was surprised to see this exchange on on Twitter that you actually enjoyed Airheads. I'm quite surprised. Yeah, that's an Adam Sandler <clears throat> joint. No, 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 no. That is not an Adam Sandler joint. Adam Sandler is in the movie quite a bit. It is. It is not focused on him, and he doesn't annoy me in that movie. The, the one one little moment where he starts doing that screamy voice. Yeah, but yeah, very minor. Overall, I thought that was a very well-directed film. I, I was very happy with that. I remember seeing, I saw it in, in like a secondhand shop. And I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. But then I looked at a trailer and I was like, oh, there's Michael McKean. There's Michael Richards. There's yeah. Chris Farley. Like there's, there's uh, Ernie Hudson. Harold Reed. Like, yeah. Half of the Ghostbusters are in that movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then I was like, "What? The, all these people are in this movie. I've never, I don't even remember uh, hearing about this." So I figured, "What? Yeah, I'll give it a shot." I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a well done movie. I I loved it back in the day when it was mm-hmm. was out because of its you know the whole mess. Like I was a metalhead. I loved heavy metal music. I hated the whole grunge scene and all that. Mm-hmm. And so this this movie kind of spoke my language because a lot of it was kind of about that, right? Being true to the heavy metal music that they liked and they were trying to get that on the air versus this grunge stuff that was coming in. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, the movie totally uh, got it wrong because grunge completely took over. <laughs> heavy metal <laughs> died a, a death and really heavy metal was, was becoming a huge um, MTV, you know, a driven, uh, you know, marketed for the radio kind of whereas grunge was kind of bringing the the rock and roll back kind of thing so rightfully so how it happened but um i don't know like when i watched it again i guess because in my mind i had the movie up here right Mm -hmm. and when i when i watched it it was kind of like just down here like it wasn't as good as i remembered it and Mm -hmm. i didn't enjoy it as much as i did like there was a lot of a lot of it's kind of I don't know. A lot of it didn't really work that well. I I enjoyed all the cameos. I thought Chris Farley was great and uh, Harold Ramis was great. Um, but you know, there was something I don't know. Like I don't know. A lot a lot of the movie just didn't kind of mesh. Well, I, I went in expecting not much, and I got like, hey, yeah. that was better than I wanted. So it's all about that perspective. Like that happens yeah. so often, you know. Well, I mean, your your perspective on movies changes from time to time. Yeah. You know, like I, I watched Starship Troopers the other day. And, you know, that was a movie that I was like, so, so on. And I was like, wow, I really like this movie. And then, I don't know, like a year or so ago, I watched it. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm not kind of feeling it today. And then I watched it the other day and I was like, oh, I was right back up there. So it's like sometimes you're you need to be in the right mood for a certain movie. That reminds me, you brought up uh, Paul Beerhoven. I, I was playing a game. I just finished it actually about an hour before we started recording called XCOM Enemy Unknown. It's an old mm-hmm. Xbox 360 game uh, and it's been ported over to the new uh, Xbox. So I was, I've been playing it through the backwards compatibility, but they have these aliens in the game called the Thin Man. And I swear to God, these Thin Man aliens look like Clarence Boddicker from Robocop. <laughs> it looks exactly like Red from that 70s show, that actor, I'm blanking on his name. But, um, oh, I know his name. What's his name? But He's got in, a weird name. Uh, in um, uh, 
Robocop, you know, he still has like the, you know, the balding head and still mm-hmm. has the dark hair. And he wears like those little glasses. And that's how they have him dressed up in this game. And it just, I don't know. So look up uh, the thin man from XCOM, Enemy Unknown. Hmm. But could it be possible they had some sort of agreement with them? I, I think they were, no, I, I think they were just Robocop fans because there is, um, eventually in the game you can build a mech uh, to help you uh, through some of the, the areas. And there's a lot of references to Ed, uh, Ed 209, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that are just kind of peppered in there. So I don't know if they did it intentionally or, or not. I wonder if I can bring up an image of it. Let's see. I got. I, I see him in. I guess it's the the uh, the glasses, really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, like how the. There is one shot here where he's kind of screaming. Yeah. Uh, he's got his mouth open, and yeah, he's kind of like got the receding hairline, those little spectacles. I, I can see a, a little something there. Let's see here. Let's see if I can. Slides, extra camera, video file, share screen. Do that one. Let's see. See there. Yeah, go to go to the shot where he's kind of like looking up, where it's like shot from below. Go go down a little bit. This one? Okay, yeah. Well, it's not like something like that with the with the frown he's got. Yeah, it does seem very reminiscent of. Um, why can't I remember his name? Clarence Boddicker. Okay, Google. Who's the actor who played Clarence Boddicker in Robocop? Clarence J. Boddicker was played by Kirkwood Smith. Kirkwood Smith. Kirkwood Smith. There you go. Boom. So, there you go. They, they might have uh, taken inspiration. I don't know. Just Every time I saw him, he just kind of looked like him to me. Hmm. I'm sure you're not the only one who's... Uh... Red brought that up. Uh, okay. Oh, and uh, yeah, and you watched The Lost Boys. Are you a fan of that movie, The Lost Boys? That, that's another one of the movies that it's like when I was a kid, absolutely. I was all in. I was like, oh, this is a great vampire movie. It's a great 80s movie. It's a great movie overall. Is this? And then over the years, I was like, ah, okay. And then it's it another one of those movies that um, when I'm in the mood for it, sure, I'm all in. Silly good fun. I don't uh, hold it as highly as, as some other people do, but I have nothing against it. I I, I couldn't even finish it. Yeah, <laughs> I know you weren't. This into is it. not for me. I don't like vampires to begin with, so it's got to be like for me, it's got to be something really interesting. Speaking of not into vampires, have you ever seen Shadow of the Vampire with William Defoe and? Uh, uh, John Malkovich. I have it on DVD. It's been sitting on the shelf for like five years. I have not gotten to it yet. I saw that and I was like, hey, I kind of remember this. This looks interesting. William Defoe. I like William Defoe. He's playing the, the Nosferatu vampire, Count Orlock. Like, that's got to be great. And he is great. Like the, the makeup and everything and his performance. He's he does a very good job with that. That movie was so boring. Mm. 
I, I couldn't believe it. it. It was just one of those. We think we're, we think we're doing something really special here. Isn't this fantastic? What an art piece kind of a movie. Uh, I, I was very disappointed. That's interesting because that movie was recommended to me because I don't like vampires. I was like, oh, you don't like vampires? You'll like this movie. And, and so I put it on a list and I found it when I was out and about one day. I'm like, oh, there's that movie that they were talking about. I got, I got a stack of movies back there that I'm getting rid of because two of them are vampire movies because they were so boring. The other, un, you've seen the Underworld movies? Yes. Kate Beckinsale? Yes. The first one I have no problem with. I think it's like just dumb action, great, cool stuff. I, I tried watching the second one. Wow, was it bad? Yeah, I, I like I can watch the Resident Evil movies. Yeah, but I couldn't watch that uh, Underworld I, movie. I'm I'm with you. I had them all on Blu-ray for a while, and I, I just I got rid of them. I'm like I'm never going to watch these. And I think it's the third movie where it is the most oversaturated film I have ever scene they crank the saturated level so far to the right i i don't know how anyone can watch it i don't know is that is that the one where they're in the um, they have the actress that looks like kate beckinsale but isn't kate beckinsale i think so if i remember correctly i i the first one i i know i can watch the second one I thought was so dull. I tried watching like all of them at some point and I would get in like 30 minutes and like, I can't do this anymore and just shut them off. So bad. They're pretty bad. And I also watched the, I think it was Robert Zemeckis, the Beowulf movie. That's oh, like yeah. a CG one. Yeah. Boy, was that a turkey. Really? Yeah. I've heard, I've uh, not heard good things about it ever. No, it's so weird because the it's early 2000s CG. So, you, you know, like Shrek, you see the people in Shrek, they have like no real articulation in their faces and stuff. Yeah. Which works for Shrek, but well, this Shrek it's is like, kind of cartoony, so you can. Yes, but this one, it's like they went so hard trying to make it look realistic because yeah. I didn't even know it was a CG movie when I first saw the trailer. I guess I wasn't paying attention. I just thought it was like a live action thing. And the way they were promoting like, oh, Anthony Hopkins, Angelina Jolie, you know, all the actors who were in it. And they worked so hard to make it look like real. But then they have him doing things where he's like climbing, you know, jumping and flipping in the beams of the <laughs> rooftops and doing these crazy cartoony things. It's like, it just, it, which way are you going? Is it supposed to be crazy adventure or super real mm. and it was just boring well that's a problem anytime they go realistic with a lot of movies is that they don't age well right yeah i i got rid of a movie in my collection because the cg was so bad and actually the movie's not that great and that was air force one and i was like you know what I've I heard about that. I've never seen it, but I, apparently there's like a crazy like plane crash yeah, or something. It's just so like so bad. So looks bad. like a Sega Saturn. It's it's awful. I don't even know how it made it to the theaters. And the movie itself mm. is not that great. I I remember liking it back in the day. I think I saw it in the theater, if I remember correctly, but 
Yeah. I remember the trailers for that, and you know the the plane that sacrifices itself <laughs> to get in front of the the missile or whatever. Yeah. But for the longest time, and I think it's still fairly true, outside of Star Wars and Indiana Jones, I really haven't seen too many Harrison Ford movies. I've seen mm. Witness. I've seen yeah. The Fugitive. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. It's been a very long time. But a lot of those, like, he did those John Grisham yeah. movies. You know, like, I haven't seen any of those. Those were good. The two he did were yeah. good. Uh, Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Um, There's a lot of his his filmography that I've just never seen. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was in the third Expendables movie. I saw that. Dean has to uh, plug his uh, library as uh, usual and say there's a book called Monsters in the Dark, which is a deep dive into the making of XCOM. Oh, there's something in there, so I'll have to check that out. I'll have to go to the uh, video game library and see if they got it. AKA Dean's house. <laughs> okay. I think I I think that's it. I think we're good. We didn't do uh, an outline for this one. Uh, no, I wasn't I, I, sure if we were doing one, and then I didn't even check, and I I wrote stuff down on a piece of paper. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think we didn't really need it for this one because we had we had to catch up. We had like four months. Yeah, oh. I did write down a few things of note, but uh, did you know Michael J. Fox got an Oscar? I saw something with Michael J. Fox. He I, he just got an honorary Oscar, and I was going to say, I agree. I, I, you know, I, I'm like you. I think the uh, the Oscars as, as an annual thing are, are largely meaningless. You know, it's like we got to give it to somebody. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a best actor every year. No, maybe nobody did anything that special. Right. But with those lifetime achievements or the honorary ones, those are the ones that uh, often have a lot more weights to them for me. Well, why would they, they give say, it Look, to him now? Why would they give it to him? They gave it to him for his work with Parkinson's disease. And for me, that's the Academy saying, "Look, you're one of our guys, and you did something really good here." And we just want to say we're, we're we acknowledge that you've been working hard doing something, even though it had nothing to do with film. Right. It's just, hey, you're one of our guys. Thanks so much for everything you've been doing. Yeah. I think that's that's the way to give somebody an Oscar. Give them the lifetime achievement. Like, like, uh, did Scorsese get one Oscar so far? Only okay, one Google. or something? How many Oscars has Martin Scorsese won? Martin Scorsese won the Academy Award for Best Director for The Departed in 2007. Yeah, the one for the there you go. There you go. Now, Martin Scorsese deserves a lifetime achievement Oscar. Sure, he, yeah. he deserved his many of his films deserved individual Oscars that he didn't get, but uh, that's someone who, like, you know, thank you very much for all the work you've done, you know. So, I, I agree. I, I think Christopher Lloyd should get an Oscar too. Just saw I think he should have got one for Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I mean, yeah. how many movies has he done? How how many things? And he was he was just in that Nobody movie too. He's still going. that's right. Yeah, that's right. He was the dad. He was the what? dad with a, with a shotgun that should have broke his <laughs> his shoulder. He should have won. He should have won. Nineteen eighty five. Back to the Future, because that character is iconic. I he mean, is, yeah. 
Okay, okay, Google. Who won Best Supporting Actor in the Oscars in 1985? For the 1st of January, 1985, the 31st of December, 1985, the Academy Award for Best Actor in a Supporting Role winner was Hong S. Nagur. Yeah, who the, who? For what? what yeah, nobody remembers that. Holy S. Nagur. Okay, Google. What did, who, <laughs> what movie did S. Nagur win an Oscar for? According to Wikipedia, Rain Man is a movie famous in particular for its portrayal of a man with both autism and Savant syndrome, leading much of its viewing audience to understand the intellectual capabilities Rain of those man. with autism. And okay, Google, I've stop. Never, I've quiet. never seen Rain Man. Rain Man's a good... I'm not a Tom Cruise fan at all. In fact, I am, I, I am in the camp that he's totally overrated. But that movie is legit, mostly because of Dustin Hoffman, but, you know. Tom Cruise is in it, so. Okay. Yeah. Rocky beat out his movie Taxi Driver for Best Picture. Oh, yeah, it's Scorsese. Well, Rocky is a good movie, too. I, I do like Rocky more than Taxi Driver. Fair, I, I haven't seen Taxi Driver nearly as many times as I've seen Rocky. Well, part of the reason why Rocky won was because it was that rags riches yeah, story it's the and, uplifting, like, yeah. look at us, so oh, great, America, taxi driver is like, yeah, like, how bad scumbags. is everything? Yeah. <laughs> He's an assassin. Yeah. Okay. Right. I We've lost most of our uh, listeners. I, I blame the political talk in the middle there, but, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you guys just gotta, for some reason, mm-hmm. I don't know why. But uh, I don't have any. I don't have any notes, so I don't know how we end the show anymore. I didn't know how we did before. That's why I had notes. Um, I do want to mention, though, on I think it's December. I think it's not this weekend. I think it's December third and fourth. Is that the charity stream that the Cartridge Club puts on for the oh, Rocket Sauce is in that? He can tell you. Yeah, it's for the children's one of the children's hospitals in Hamilton. Raise money, it's always a good time. It's on the Twitch, so just head over to the cartridge club somewhere and uh, they'll they'll let you know all about it. Um, usually, I, I this is the first year that I've not been involved in it because there was just too much going on when they were setting it up, and I was like, I don't know if I'll be ready <laughs> by December 3rd, December 2nd, the 4th. That's when it's on, so it's always a good time. The few dogs are out there, I should leave that up a little. Few dogs. You know, they always put the uh, put on a good show. Hopefully they're in on it uh, this year. Um, so just wanted to plug that. Put that on your calendar. Say, this is what you do. You say, okay, Google, remind me of the Cartridge Club charity stream on December 2nd. Okay, the Cartridge Club charity stream. This will be for December 2nd. At what time? Uh, <laughs> 4 p.m. Got it. I'll remind you on December 2nd at 4 p.m. There you go. Oh, look at that. Sauce is going to do a tribute to me. So he's going to be playing some uh, American Truck wear Simulator. going to wear the trucker hat. Right on. Do some American Truck Simulator. Put down the Nintendo 64, pick up a man's PC, and play some American Truck Simulator. That's how you do a, a tribute to me. Actually, should go on Steam because I, I I noticed that a lot of the Truck Simulator DLC is on sale. So it's a Black Friday sale right now. Yeah, I should go check that out. 
But right now, we got to wrap this up because got to go eat and all that stuff. But exactly, hungry. Great man. talking to you again, Richard. I, I really missed our chats. So, I, I you know, for a while there, I was like, "Hey, are, are we coming back?" It, it was. I did not think it would be that long, but it has been so crazy. Like everyone's like, "Oh, do you miss work and all that stuff?" I'm. I haven't even had time to think about missing, you know, work. It's just been every day. It's just been so insane. Like just filled with, with stuff. And then when we actually moved, I was I was sick, and then our bank was giving us a whole bunch of trouble because we were coming into all this cash from the sale of our house and they wanted to put their greedy there's there's there was so much going on it was insane so but anyway now things are starting to level off starting to calm down and can get back to doing the things i enjoy which is talking to richard every two weeks on on fridays at four or five depending on if we switch the you really got to get rid of that time zone switch. They keep threatening to do it. They keep yeah. threatening to do it, and I hope that they just pick one. I don't care which one. Just pick one, and let's go. Let's do this. All right. Okay. Thanks, everybody who was in the chat. Rocket Sauce, Dean, Derek. Uh, we had uh, um, Stephen. Kyle. We had Stephen. Yeah. We had about eight people there for, for, for a while, and then now it's down to one. Everyone's like, yeah. Like, oh, Retro Fandango's <laughs> back. And then after five minutes, like, oh, yeah, Retro Fandango's back. There you go. Yeah. So, there you go. We're back. See you in two weeks. All right. Same old, same old. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Fandango.